Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone. It's true. I am in here at USA Global TV and Radio. Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck here, the president, founder, and chief listening officer, celebrating every day as our team continues to grow. We welcome Maria Eduardo as our newest team member, as elevated listener. She's there in St. Martin. Thank you for being with us. Our show today is the United Kingdom News and Culture. And if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. And if you're coming back, you know what you like. You're going to get all the latest, the hottest news, what's going on in the United Kingdom. And you're going to be getting from our expert correspondents. We have an incredible panel of people. Let's bring them out. Joining us from Texas in the United States of America, it's internationally celebrated author, queen of networking, Diane floyd Bain. Good morning, Dr. Jacqueline. <laughs> hello, hello. So good to see you. Thank you. And our three expert correspondents between them have done thousands of broadcasts around the world on practically every major network there is. And they are heart-centric people. They are people I truly love and admire. They are all mentors and friends. Let's welcome them. Helena Shard. Hello. Hi. Hi. How is everyone? Hi. Great. So good to see you. Pretty in pink. And Mr. Oh. Ian Pelham Turner, bright and yellow. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hello, Good afternoon. hello. And Simon McDonald, always looking distinguished. Hello. Thank you very much. Heart centric or eccentric? I'm not quite sure which you mean. <laughs> We're both good. I like them. <laughs> Well, as we know, we have so much fun on this show. It's we just kind of speak from our hearts, share news and share different points of view. And I'm just really grateful to all of you for being here and taking this time. So thank you. I've, I've just noticed this afternoon um, that we have heritage this afternoon. So we have heritage from Wales with Helena. We have heritage from Scotland with Simon. We have heritage from me from England, uh, and we have heritage from the two of you from America. So it's, it's a heritage time as well, isn't it, today? Happy yeah, Heritage we'll Day. Again. <laughs> and it's also a, a, a famous day, isn't it, Helen? I think you're going to tell us about it. We have. It's an amazing, it's, it's St. Andrew's Day. So it's a very exciting time especially to our lovely friends in Scotland. Um, and it's, it's basically celebrating the patron saint of um, St Andrews. And I think basically, I think it's a lovely day to discuss all the things that we love about Scotland and all the yummy things, etc. that, that every, everybody's going to eat, I would imagine, later this evening. But I think also that um, it, it, I believe St Andrews is the patron saint, not just of Scotland. I think it's Barbados, Georgia, Cyprus, Malta, lots of different places as well. So it's quite interesting. And 
I the, the one thing I gleaned, I mean, I don't know everything about it, but um, is that the patient saint, um, St. Andrew, basically it was all about the philosophy was taking what you have and giving to people less fortunate um, than yourself. So there's something, uh, yeah, it's something great to celebrate. And I, I think, um, I, I don't know, I think maybe somebody else could glean a little bit more or share a little bit more about I, it. I just wondered, does, does that go as far as smoked salmon? <laughs> here we go here we go Simon, will you please send him the smoked salmon please <laughs> we're begging you at this point <laughs> uh, I might get some fish and question. I'm very not sure if I did that you know, heard about them. <laughs> yes no St Andrew patron, patron saint of Scotland uh, great character two great Scottish celebrations well there's actually three if you include Hogmanay, which is New Year's Eve. I mean, that is that's the that's the Whiskey Olympics if there ever was one. Um, but <laughs> St Andrew's Night and Burns Night, we celebrate those both those nights uh, with everything we've got. Uh, a lot of haggis consumed uh, and, and a lot of whiskey drunk on uh, St Andrew's Night and on, uh, on on Burns Night in particular, which is not till January. So we've got a, a chance to recover a little bit from the uh, the, the onslaught of. St Andrew's Night, followed by Hogmanay, then followed by Burns Night, and we've got the rest of the year to really try and recover after that. So, a curious fact, St Andrew was, uh, he was actually crucified, and the Scottish flag, the saltire, is a blue background representing the sky, and then cross was going diagonal like that, and he didn't want to be crucified on a cross that went like that, so he wanted to go on a cross that went like that. So uh, that was incorporated in the Psalter. How true it is, I don't know, but it uh, certainly, uh, you know, it, it is well spoken of uh, in, you know, in, in records going back a long, long way. So there we are, another strange fact about it all. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank we, you. We want to say hello to Irvini Mooney and Corky Whitaker. Thanks for being with us today. Mm. So there was one... Oh, sorry. I just wanted Simon. There's, um, I was just something I was reading about because Bailey's um, isn't necessarily a Scottish drink, but apparently a lot of people <laughs> are going to be drinking the Scottish version of Bailey's this evening. Yeah. And I, so in my head, I'm thinking, is that obviously it must be sort of cream, whatever it is, liqueur with Scots whiskey. I imagine. Uh, absolutely, yes. Ba Bailey's is a is an Irish uh, an Irish thing. They, they, in, only in Scotland can we spell whiskey with without the e at the end. Uh, you know, it, it, it's w h i s k y rather than e y, and uh, it sort of gives a bit of the provenance uh, to the to the product. So uh, yes, there there are actually quite a number of different versions of uh, of Bailey's, which is obviously the, it was the market leader and it's it, it, it's well known all, all the world over. So basically, it's a it, it's a malt whiskey with the, the double cream in it. Delicious! It's really nice. Love cooking with it as well. I mean, you can do so many different things. Makes a fabulous uh, hot creamy sauce to go over ice cream or something like that, or or, or pudding. It's absolutely delicious. So uh, yes, it uh, it has its place in my culinary repertoire. 
I, 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 I get a feeling that it's it's nine fingers of whiskey and, and one <laughs> tablespoon of, of cream. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, it's not, Ian. We've got ten fingers. <laughs> so I have a question, of course, as we always sort of go into the food category at some point when we're on this show. When you are indulging or imbibing, are you relishing it or the whole time are you saying, why am I eating this? I shouldn't be eating this. I'm going to be gaining so much weight. Or do you go, yes, hallelujah, let me celebrate. And then you go and start beating yourself up. How do you handle yeah, well, it? I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll put what people want. I mean, if they come up and give me a bizarre menu to, to present to them if I'm doing a show then I think oh, yeah maybe I wouldn't eat that but I will do it and I will put the passion into it that I would put into my favorite food as well uh, naturally I prefer to cook what I like because then I know I'm really putting my heart and soul into it far more than cooking something I don't particularly like that, uh, that that's just the nature of the beast and uh, you know I will cook what people want and uh, what I'm, what I'm asked to do I might tweak it a bit and put my own slant on it uh, make it just that little bit here we go to the eccentric bit yet again and uh, there's funnily enough there's always a bit of alcohol involved in it I can't think why keeps <laughs> <laughs> the cold out. <laughs> And Simon, when you're eating a decadent meal that you prepared or someone else prepared for you, are you just reveling in it or the whole time are you beating yourself up while you're eating it? <laughs> it's, it was probably beating my waistline up. <laughs> I do use a lot of cream in my cooking as well. Uh, you know, double cream. When you're cooking with, uh, with cream, use double cream, not single cream, because single cream can split double cream it's pretty bulletproof you can do what you like with it uh and you know i enjoy eating uh, i just enjoy eating full stop but uh you know i enjoy eating what what i've prepared uh i i don't extol the virtues of it uh, you know i've got company and uh, you know having a dinner party or anything like that because it's a bit like blowing your own bugle and it's you know it's not nice so uh, I just hope that my guests enjoy what I've uh, done. I do a little bit of research beforehand just to get an idea of what people like and what they don't like so that I don't include anything that they don't like unless I don't particularly like that person. <laughs> <laughs> and then all hell gets less loose. <laughs> but, uh, well, they, we, uh, we certainly know that Ian likes smoked salmon. So um. Yeah, if I was inviting Ian for dinner, I, I think I, I, I'd have a, a, a very comprehensive menu uh, it might not include smoked salmon, but uh, <laughs> oh, <Ian. laughs> I, would a, I would have a little goodie bag for him later on at the end of the meal and say, oh, by the way, I forgot to include this in the meal. Here you are, take away and enjoy it by your, by your uh, you know, Only if I was feeling really guilty about it. <laughs> Do you know what? I think we better move on to another royal story from Helena. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps a good idea. I may finish up in the tower. <laughs> I, I think actually we should carry on celebrating because England is through to the World Cup, Cup knockout. Um, obviously, we've been celebrating in Qatar, which is which is really good. Um, last night the game was with with um, Wales and the commiserations to them. We won three zero, but three nil. But it, I'm, I'm not really a football fan, although I enjoy it from now and then. And um, yeah, I was celebrating. But I think for me, which was quite funny, because I. Um, 
over the years have worked with lots of uh, different lookalikes and artists um, at events and virals and things. But uh, a chap called Neil Rowe, um, he is a Gareth Southgate lookalike, a very good Gareth Southgate lookalike, but he was over there. And he basically has duped lots of the media channels over there as um, he's obviously taken on Gareth's whole facade. And they were interviewing him about how, you know, how does he think that you know, England's going to do? And he was sort of saying, yeah, you know, I'm quietly confident with the team. England's going to, to, to beat, you know, to win on Sunday. And he was, it's amazing how he could just go around and do it. Um, it's I found it really funny. And I think another thing that I found funny as well is that our team, and I, I don't know, I suppose other teams, are, are, they're staying in a sort of mid-range um, hotel. And obviously it's alcohol free, but all of their wives are staying on this amazing, I think it's called MSC World Europa. Um, but it's this huge, great big boat where they're all partying. And obviously there's loads of alcohol and they're all having great times in the pools and, and everything. Um, what is it? It's a complete mind blank. Um, I was about to, say, I was about to say a ferry. No, not a ferry. <laughs> a cruise ship. A big cruise, a cruise ship. ship. That's it. Yeah. So um, there's been lots of funny games and lots of little funny stories um, that uh, people have been sharing since uh, being in Qatar. Uh, so that's quite good fun. But yes, I mean, I, 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 one thing I think everyone's probably heard um, about the late Queen and how it was just a slight, slightly sad, but. Um, you know, obviously that she, she was ill towards the end. Um, uh, she had bone marrow cancer. But I, it was surprising to actually learn this through um, Giles Brandreth, who's um, a great uh, commentator. He's, he, he's fabulous. Love him. Um, he knew uh, the late Queen quite well, as he knows um, Queen Consort incredibly well. So he released that in his new book, um, which has been released, I think, in the Daily Mail. So that's a biography of the late queen but I sort of felt quite sad to, to learn that and they really did keep that under wraps it's incredible that we, we're hearing now I don't know uh, what Ian thinks about it but um yeah it's it's a strange one I think it is something as well I think bone marrow cancer is something that you get later on in life so it's not so unusual but you know it's, it's sad I don't like to think of um her in pain and it obviously make it it's you know I think back to some of the, the occasions that she attended um, in public and you could sort of visually see she was uncomfortable. So now we know why. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, that's a, a, a slightly sad, but there you go. I, I wish you would stop, keep on referencing older people. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? Every time you reference, because then, it, then it, I, I feel you're talking about me. <laughs> No, you're young. Are your parakeets still? Are your parakeets still there you go. There you go. Are, are your parakeets still appearing over the balcony to see if you're all right here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? I actually witnessed it. I did witness it. I was with Ian the other day, and he uh, actually the parakeet turned around and looked in the window. Incredible! <laughs> wow. Yeah. Are you giving them your address so they can find you there? <laughs> and, and there's four of them. Uh, there's four of them as well. That, that, uh, that, that there's this uh, quadruple effect, and of course, of a night time, it's, it's quite strange because uh, you can hear this tip, tip, tip tapping, you know, on on the ceiling, and um, <laughs> and and so. Uh, but as I say, this, this uh, why on earth 
um, they're looking down at me, I don't know, for, for any reason at all. And, and how they've come into the area, I suppose, I, I think there was a history about parakeets um, in parts of southern England that were released, and uh, this must be the offspring, you know, uh, from, from these parakeets. But they're quite, I mean, it, it's, it's like living on a South Sea island at the moment, um, you know, as far as they're concerned, because you, but, you know, as I say, that they, they come and they come so fast in. It's an amazing thing to watch them. They, they come flying into the wall. I'm thinking, my God, they're going to kill themselves. And they seem to just disappear into the roof. So there you go. That, that, that's, uh, it, it just show, gets to show you how, how, when you get older in life, you know, little simple things like that seem to sort of bring more relevance to your life as well. <laughs> That's the latest folks oh. in parakeet news. Thank you. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, so yeah. You'll, you'll need to invite them onto the show, I think. <laughs> they have to sign a waiver, though, I'm just saying. Everyone does. <laughs> yes, a, 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 a little parakeet shaped box just right in between the two of us there just now. There you go. What's worse is, is that the, the, I think we, we seem to have a lot of. Um, not seagulls, um, but we have a lot of other birds, pigeons, sorry. Um, uh, uh, you know, it, where, where I live at the moment. Uh, and there's a particular pigeon who seems to take it very funny for about three o'clock in the morning to walk along the ledge of, of my bedroom window. <laughs> and it's quite unnerving. So, you, know, you can wake up, you know, when it first started happening, there was this sort of, you know, sort of, uh, you know, sort of noise. And I thought, I'm not going to open the curtains. I'm not going to open the curtains. You know, I've, I've seen too many Dracula movies, you know. To, to, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, you know <laughs> but uh, it, it, and, and for some reason, why it chooses my windowsill, I do not know. You know, no, but you know, um, that, that, that have I got up a very quick so that years ago, uh, when I was married and, and uh, I was living with my uh, in law's house one night, so we'd gone to had a great party and a lot of alcohol was consumed. Um, and I got to the bedroom where, where you know, Leslie, my former wife, and I were staying the night. Uh, and I was waiting for the room to stop, first of all. I'd had that much to consume. Um, and so uh, I, I thought, well, the only thing to do is so, so the, you know, I, I, got, I got into bed and I turned the television on. I thought I just need to have something to concentrate on, you know, because, uh, you know, I was starting to feel the effects of alcohol. Um, Simon might know about this bit. You know, <laughs> and uh, the, 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 uh, it, it, it was a Dracula movie that was on uh, this is later night Dracula movie on and so anyway I, I turned the move I turned the movie off went to sleep uh, and about three o'clock in the morning bearing in mind we're about 30 feet up there's this tap 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 on the window <laughs> and I'm thinking oh my god what is it you know tap 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 on the window tap 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 on the window and I'm thinking if, if I open these curtains up and if it's crack you know you're, you're going to see a turner shape through the wall as I as I escape, uh, and I open the curtains up, and, and to my surprise, and to this little bird's surprise as well, we were both staring at each other uh, through the window. And and it, sometimes when 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 you sort of get experiences like that, it's quite unnerving 
to have someone tap on your window at three in the morning. I don't know. Has anyone else had a, an unnerving experience like it? Well, it could, be, it could have been worse. You could have been watching Hitchcock's The Birds. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a classic. That is a classic. <laughs> nope, I have not had that experience. I have either. Yeah. The no, oven right, right. was making have, noises have last night, some kind of beeping noise, F60, whatever that means. So I had to get up and turn it off, and then it went on again. So no birds, just an oven. Uh, I, uh, yes, I had the experience of, uh, of a bat coming into the room one night. Uh, I, I don't particularly like that. Uh, I could never manage it all. Oh, boy. <laughs> the, uh, you know, I inspected every square inch underneath the bedclothes that night. I really didn't. I didn't emerge until, until dawn. It was, uh, yeah, eventually, actually, I did get rid of it. But uh, they're, they're scary things to deal with at night. You, you, everything that runs through your mind. You hear all these stories, all, you know, it's going to fly into your hair and get stuck there. That's when I had a little bit more for it to get stuck in. But uh, they, apparently that's not true. But, uh, no, I mean, talking about them flying into your hair and getting stuck into it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, these sort of things do tend to spook you a bit. So uh, I did get rid of it in the end and managed to uh, get it back out of the window. But, uh, yes, it, uh, it, it woke me up. <laughs> I would say that's a wake-up call. I just wondered, have you ever prepared a bat meal? Um, oddly enough, I had, uh, had a request. I mean, I had my, my, my smoking business. I mean, I used to smoke just for anything but cigarettes. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we smoked alligators from Louisiana. We had ostrich come in from South Africa, kangaroo from Australia. You know, you name it, we did the lot. But uh, I did have a request to smoke Peruvian fruit bat uh, on one occasion. And I had figured out a suitable recipe for it. But, uh, you know, fortunately, there weren't many bat fruit bat hanging around in the West Highlands. So uh, that was it. So I managed to wriggle out of that situation. But it would have been interesting. Seemingly Peruvian fruit bat, fruit bat is quite a delicacy in the likes of Bolivia and these places. So I thought, hmm, not, not my cup of tea. Well, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm living a bad-free life myself, Ian. Yeah, I was just going to say, apparently, uh, where I'm moving to, and Helena will know this as well, is that uh, apparently that there, there is a resident cat that comes in. So Helena can probably tell me a little bit more about the resident cat. <laughs> That's going to be your new cat, Ian. <laughs> she's, she's lovely. We'll have to show. We'll have to take some photographs to bring them on the show. There's a there's a cat there's a cat flap and it's the the local gorgeous cat you'll you'll absolutely love her. I'm not going to say too much more because um, Ian can share the story shortly in the next few weeks. <laughs> he thinks I'm joking. You're, I'm not joking. <laughs> oh, that, that's it. I, I know you're not. So so I, I I think I'll have to get the double cream out, won't I? You know. No, no. <laughs> Only nine fingers for you, not the ten. <laughs> <laughs> Diane, you're a mute. Sorry. That cat will really purr with double cream for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Little Baileys will do you. Yeah. Yeah. Helen, a question I have for you. I've been reading about a number of books. You talked about one. There are a number of books that are coming out about the royal family. So anything mm. more you can share about this? Was this all planned accordingly in terms of the timing? 
I, I think so. I think people always, you know, the, I think it's one of those things people think, oh, I want to write a book or, or people will uh, collate lots of information and store it up and work towards writing a book. And then you'll always, you might not have when you're going to, to release it exactly, but then you'll work to the best time that it can be released. Um, and I, I, do, I do think things are, certain information is released um, well, how do I say it? Almost like it, it, they release information to the world so that everyone knows certain things before maybe someone else will release information in a different way. So it's quite tactical as well. And of course, there's the, the Harry's book at the moment, uh, yeah. due to coming out, isn't there? But um, I think that's I think that's the, the thing. And, and uh, of course, as well, is is that there's an American visit by our royal family, isn't there, Helena? There is American. Oh, right. We're talking about the Prince and Princess of Wales who are expected to meet Biden on Friday, I think. Um, yes. if that's what you mean, Ian. Uh, so I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that everyone's looking forward to seeing the Prince and, Prince and Princess of Wales. It's, it's quite hard, really, because it's the, it, it, they've changed their names recently. So obviously the Prince and Princess of Wales, that's Prince William and Kate Middleton, for <laughs> people, it's, it's quite hard because it was the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. But obviously, since the Queen's passing, it's changed. But yes, they're going to be in America. Um, they're actually, the main reason, though, is Prince William is going to be giving out awards um, for the Earthshot Prize. And we've covered that quite a I bit on that. the show. Isn't it, isn't it lovely? So, I mean, I'm, some of these people, oh, my goodness, they're going to be receiving prizes. But wow, what? entrepreneurial people um incredible what they what they have thought up really to help our environment so i'm really excited i'm sure everyone is to to learn about all these wonderful things and all the environmental issues as well that everyone's going to be helping is amazing but it just so happens i think that biden's going to be um, am I being silly? Biden's going to be in, they're both going to be in Boston basically um, so they will meet somehow. Um, do you know more about it, Ian? I'm not too sure. I know the basics of that. I, I, th I think it's like, like any, you know, obviously with someone as uh, prominent as, as that in town. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know that much about uh, American politics, but I, I guess that um, uh, at the moment I hear allegedly that his popularity it's not quite as strong as it was at the start of uh, his presidency and perhaps, you know, any, any photographic opportunities that they can get, and especially with, you know, with the royal family um, and obviously with the Netflix series going on as well at the moment, um, it's, it's a good photo opportunity for him as well. But, you know, I, I think uh, quite genuinely um, he's got a, a fondness for Great Britain, especially Northern Ireland. And so I suppose when they come into town, uh, it may be that, um, it, it, you know, who knows? He, he may be creating a secret summit uh, with Harry and William. Who knows? <laughs> mm. Interesting. How about mm. throwing, throwing that grenade into the, the royal? <laughs> <laughs> However, well, I just wanted to say that uh, the Earthshot Prize has always been and still is one of my favorite clips. I mean, so much work went into that. And when you look at the evolution of technology and uh, even what's going on in the healthcare industry and then all the leaders from across the world, it's truly amazing. Mm. It's, it is fabulous. It's, I, I, I love it too. 
and the whole idea behind it and oh I just think it's super it's super super and long may it last I think we'll have lots of these uh prizes going on and on and on so uh, yeah it's exciting I mean there's been loads of other royal things but it, it's funny I mean you were talking about Ian throwing the grenade in and everything but that one of the most recent things I think that's happened today that's come out which which saddens me um I mean Queen Camilla consort Camilla um uh, she's fabulous I mean she's really I, I really find her such a strong woman and so funny she talks to everyone and she does a lot of good and, and one of the things that she um has always been trying to prevent is um violence against women and girls this is something she supports all the charities has done for 10 plus years and recently i think the other day that she held a, a fabulous reception at buckingham palace to shine a light um and let's be honest you know the, the royal family do well at that it's it's always great to be able to support different uh charities uh, as we know and but the sad thing that's happened um it came out via social media is um one of the the ladies that attended who's her name's i think Ngozi Falani and she has her own charity um she's a black lady um she was going along to, to, to join in all, all the talks and everything. But I believe somebody who mm. worked at the palace, who I think is possibly Prince William's godmother, so she is of a certain age, I think she's in her 80s, um, she asked her where she was from. This is where it started. And I think the goes was saying, you know, she's British, you know, her charity's in Hackney. But she kept pushing, you know, where are you from? Um and it became a bit of an awkward situation, which has now been viewed as racism. Um, I, I don't, you know, I can't, you, you can't judge if you're not within the situation, but obviously it's all over social media. So this wonderful uh, reception, which was to, to do such good, has now been sort of overtaken by uh, um, this racist comment, which was pushing Ngozi to, to say where she's from. Um, the lady that, that in question, I think she wanted to know what her heritage was, but obviously didn't deal with the situation very well and made Ngozi feel very uh, awkward. I, my, from my point of view, um, you know, when does curiosity become insult? You know, when when um, when I was younger, I mean, my, my I have a Greek Cypriot in, in my, my father's side of the family, and I remember being at school and everyone saying, "Where are you from? Where are you from? You know, what what's." You know, and I'd say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm British, I'm this and that. But they'd say, but no, but what, you know, where, where are you from? Where's your dad from? Where's your family from? And people always used to push it. But it was just because they wanted to know. They thought I looked a little bit different to them, some of them. And they wanted to know that about me. Um, I didn't take that as being racist. I didn't take it as being, oh, my goodness, why are they asking me these things? It's so rude. Um, I, what does everybody think? I'm just sort of throwing this into the arena because I do see that this is a woman of a certain age and uh, she maybe hasn't been so PC. We're in this woke world, aren't we now? And it's, uh, I just, I, I don't think it's, I don't personally don't see it as being racist. That's what I feel. That's what, probably what I'm trying to put across. But, but yeah. the, 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 the real story behind it was that uh, this lady, uh, who was a, also a great friend of the Queen as well, um, she wouldn't believe that this woman came from Britain. Uh, and then she got hold of the woman's hair and moved the woman's hair 
to look at the badge that she was wearing as well to, to, to find out where she was coming from. Wow. So so Lose the woman's hair you know, oh. a, a, you know, that was covering the name badge. She literally you know, moved the woman's hair and pulled the woman's hair so that she could see where, where she came from. And that's what's caused the problem. But, um, so, so when you say that, what do you mean? But you put in the fact that she touched her hair or the fact she wanted to see what charity she was from? Because no, they're, they're all based... It wasn't, it wasn't the charity. She, 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 she was, according what the allegations are, and so you've got to, you know, uh, as we always say on these situations, because it's a, you know, it could be legally uh, uh, promiscuous, you know, uh, to actually talk about, um, you know, the reason behind it. But the the lady resigns now. She's resigned from uh, the royal household as a royal aide. But from what um, the the I've gathered just from reading about it is that, um, that uh, this lady wouldn't accept the ethnicity of the, the, uh, the charity lady uh, and she thought she was from an African thing. And when, when, the, when the lady says, no, I'm actually British, I was born in Britain, she didn't believe her and then moved the hair away to see where she was from. Now, if that allegation is true, then it, 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 and this, this, uh, the, the lady of the charity took it as an insult upon herself. Mm. Yeah. You know, in my, in my book, it, it doesn't matter of what color you are at all, because at the end of the day, if you cut yourself, it's the same red blood that comes out of you. So on that basis, we are actually, we're all, we're all the same. It's just slightly different pigmentation of the skin. And you, and you see, what, what, what it's leading into at the moment is there was a quote from Harry and Meghan's, um, uh, you know, supporters as well in America, apparently, saying this is just another form of racism within the royal family. And that's what's built the row over the past 24 hours. Um, so that, that so um, Harry and Meghan's uh, team are still saying this is just another... Uh, version of racism that Meghan faced yeah. when, when no, she no, was... No, 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 I, I don't agree with that. And when you mentioned about the badge, basically people have their names and they have the charity that they're from on their badges. So I don't know what you were talking about, uh, what she was gleaning from the badge. Well, um, no, it, 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 not... it would have had what, where, where she came from. No, 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 not where she came from. When you say where she came from, it's the charity that she's part of, not where she's physically born, not her, not what, not her, I don't know, what have you, it, it, that, I think you've misunderstood that. Not her heritage. Do we yes, know for certain heritage, that, exactly. it, that the name badge didn't have the country? Because many times if you go somewhere, it will have where you're from, you know, United yeah. States, I don't know, does anyone have that information? It's, 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 no, I think the charity is called African something, isn't it? The um, so I, I, I but it was just I, I think where, where it, it moved from just being inquisitive to being um, what the charity worker thought was insulting was when she moved the hair of the woman. That was that was covering the badge, and she deliberately moved the hair so that she could see where she was from or or, or what what it was, 
and, and uh, no, that no, the no. woman found found it insulting. So she violated her personal space. Is that what the issue I is? Think that, 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 that's what that's, that's what the allegation is. I don't know. As I say, not being there and not not. Yeah, I, yeah, I think not... I I I fought I fought this into the arena, and I wish I'd known exactly what happened because I, I that's one of my bugbears. I don't like half a story, um, and I think when it's something as as important and as accusational as racism, I don't think any of us could sit here and just sort of be a bit lackadaisical about it. Um, no, I, I, so I, I, think... I feel sorry that I've actually brought it up now, no, <laughs> because but... I, I I from my point of view, I just think it's a woman of a certain age. And I do agree that she obviously came over in a rude manner and, ma and made um, uh, Ngozi feel awkward, and that's wrong. Um, I get that. But I think now it opens the doors of, oh, racism and this and that. And, and I just I don't see it like that. I really don't. I mean, this is a woman in her 80s. I don't agree with what she's done and the fact that she's made her feel um, awkward. But um, asking where you're from... Um, and maybe pushing a little bit too much is, is not uh, something to just suddenly throw the racist card. I, I don't agree with that. Because, again, it just starts a fight, doesn't it? Yes, um, it does. and, and I don't agree with that. I really don't. I, I, it, it upsets me. Because, you know, uh, African heritage, you know, who cares really where everyone's from? We, I, I just love meeting people that have different beliefs, um, religions, you know, we're all, it, it, it's just lovely learning about different cultures um, with such a diverse place. And, and it's just, it's very upsetting to hear it, I, I think. I'm going to look into it more now. <laughs> That's what I know. Watch, watch this space. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other royal story that I've uh, picked up on uh, this week was uh, Prince William's uh, and Kate's daughter, uh, Charlotte is to be apparently made the Duchess of Edinburgh and uh, this yeah. follows on because before the Queen was Queen uh, she was actually Duchess of Edinburgh and then of course she got married to, to Philip who became Duke of Edinburgh so it, it, the, the speculation was that um, Prince Edward was to become the uh, Duke of Edinburgh and Sophie, Duchess of Edinburgh. But uh, seemingly this, is the, this title is now going to Charlotte, who, after all, I think she's third in line to the throne. So they like to keep it as close to the throne as possible. Fascinating. That brought a big silence on. <laughs> no, 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 I, I, I heard that. Sorry, Ian and Helen, have I ever stolen your thunder <laughs> there? I, I, I mean, you, you've told me something that's, that's so interesting because yeah, I, I, I never it. knew that the Queen was the, the Duchess of Edinburgh. So uh, there you go. I, I, you know, um, and obviously that, that's why the Duke of Edinburgh became the Duke of Edinburgh. I, yeah. I think it, it, it's, um, I, you know, I mean, the, the, the issue is that they, they carry so many titles. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the time, it's very difficult to keep up with them all. You know, uh, back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, oh, I feel I feel I've, I've, I've taught the real commentators. I did hear it, Simon. I have heard it. <laughs> <laughs> all, the way from, all the way from Scotland. <laughs> so, is there like a big ceremony when someone becomes receives a new title and they're just a child do they still yeah, have a, get a bit of paper to say here we are <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to walk up the aisle or anything 
keeping it in the family like that you know i mean it's okay it you know, comes out the christmas cracker who's got what title this time <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah. it's, it's so hard to keep up with all the royal you know the different royal things happening because you know i i know we, we we're always very fond of food and of course the um one of the things that uh you know is constantly uh changing as well are by royal appointments and, th and these are very sought after uh badges um uh, set by the royal family uh by uh that that they can actually bestow to uh products and it can go anything from um red sauce to jams to teas to all sorts of things and I, i've got a feeling um i, I don't think i'm wrong I've got a feeling there's something like about 700 different royal appointments. And I've got a feeling a lot of the royal appointments are actually in Balmoral, aren't they? Or, or the, 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 um, the, the town next to Balmoral, because virtually every single shop owner, um, I forget the name of the town now, you, you'll know, Simon, um, uh, is, 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 that has served the royal family for so long, that they're virtually all royal appointments, or have I got that wrong, Simon? Uh, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I mean, the, the, the Royal D side has got uh, Braemar and Ballater uh, are, the, are, the, are the biggies. And uh, yeah, absolutely right. I mean, above the butchers, the uh, news agents and all the rest of it, they, they have the uh, coat of arms and uh, by royal appointment to uh, whichever, um, be it the, the Queen, the King, Prince of Wales, uh, Duke of Edinburgh had his own, the Queen Mother had her own, uh, you know, and uh, lineage for that, for, for royal appointment to Her Majesty uh, Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother. And so it goes on. So, uh, yes, there are quite a few. I mean, uh, even for people who supply smoked salmon. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, and, and Harrods, of course, the, the, there was great controversy over uh, the, the, this wonderful store, Harrods, uh, when uh, Mohammed Al-Fayed had the store. And... Um, the at the end of the sort of gable, it had the royal appointment to Queen Mother and to the Duke of Edinburgh and to Prince of Wales and to Her Majesty the Queen. And uh, of course, the the controversy that kicked up uh, after the uh, the death of the of Diana, um, he lost all his. Uh, royal appointments and uh, he gave the last one back he said well if you're taking any more off me i'll give you the last one that's it uh and the the, the store sales plummeted after that i mean it, it you know having that prestige of the role the role uh, warrant does attract a lot of a lot of extra business to you and if you lose that and it's very easy to lose them then uh, you know you'll find you know, your your sales drop off because people are buying because it is by royal appointment. It's it's the ultimate quality stamp you could have for for your business. And if you've got multiple warrants, then I mean that's just even better still. So yes, I mean there's all royal warrants for all manner of means of uh, of product. And I think Rolls Royce lost their royal warrant uh, because BMW bought them out. And uh, so it then became a German company instead of, uh, you know, a, a British company. And yet Rolls-Royce st still has that, you know, great British traditional connotation about it. But uh, it's about engineered BMW now. And even Bentley as well, which, again, was always, uh, you know, 
you know, top quality mark in the UK, uh, Bentley Continentals, for example, Mirage, uh, is basically a Volkswagen gearbox they've got, you know, so it's sort of wow. burst the bubble a little bit there. I didn't know that about any of those things. Uh, what about Harrods? Who owns Harrods now? Uh, not me. Um, I, mean, I, have, I, I used to supply quite a lot of uh, smoke foods into, into Harrods when I had my smoke, uh, my smoke house. And there was one day I was doing a, a, a television show in food halls. Food halls in, in Harrods are just absolutely amazing. I mean, it's like a cathedral to what is the best in food. Uh, they are just extraordinary. I mean, they really do jaw-dropping when you go in to see these places. And the fish hall as well is exceptional. Uh, the, the head buyer there at that time was a chap called Dennis Linscott. And Dennis was about six foot five and uh, very, very suave. And he always wear, wore his morning coat and, 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 you know, and tails and uh, what have you. And always a fresh cut carnation in the in the pocket, and uh, he would go through the Billingsgate fish market every morning about five o'clock, and it was like the parting of the waves. Everybody would step aside. Uh, he was buying royalty basically. Everyone would step aside to let Dennis, Dennis Linscott go through, and he would get the pick, the pick of the fish in Harrods. Well, I was doing the show for uh, for, for a television company, uh, not USA Global TV, for John. <laughs> in Harris and I was demonstrating slicing salmon and Mohammed Alfred would do his round of the stores every day and he stopped off to watch what, what I was doing and I was slicing away on the salmon so that was it so the day went on and at five o'clock I got a call uh, down to the fish hall uh, he said oh uh, Mr Alfred would like to see you in his office and I thought oh what have I done wrong so I went up to his office and uh, this magnificent ormolu desk, absolutely gorgeous thing, big as well, filling the room, and this little man with a big persona sitting behind it, and all that was on the top of the box, the, the desk was this long box. So he said, uh, "says Yes, Simon, so I, I was watching your your slicing of salmon. So I, I've never seen salmon sliced so delicately like that, and so thinly. So it, it was wonderful to watch. And I would like to give you this." And he opened the box, and it was a salmon slicing knife with Harris um, monogram emblazoned along it or etched into it. So, so thank you very much. Wow. I have relief. Thank goodness I haven't done something wrong. And I took it away. A knife, it's a bit like a glove. If it fits, it fits. If it doesn't fit, it doesn't fit. Well, this knife fitted me perfectly. And I still have that knife to this day. And I reckon it has done over 2 million slices of salmon now by hand. And it's still still going strong. It's a, you know, it, it's one of my most treasured possessions, this knife that Alpha gave me. And it was one of the few knives that people haven't stuck in my back. <laughs> wow. Now, this is what we don't oh, see on that. the ground, okay? This is what I want to know about. This is real. I love that. Thank that's you. Yeah, that's a great, great story. story. Really great. Oh. He, he, was, uh, he, was, he was a strange uh, person in some ways, Alpha. But I, I, I met him once um, and I had to do a, a, a photograph with him. Um, because he was going to build a bank in the basement of Harrods for some reason. Uh, and then he insisted on taking me upstairs to show me he wanted to have a mausoleum on the roof of, um, of Harrods, and that's where he wanted to be buried. And he'd created this uh, pyramid uh, look uh, to the mausoleum on the roof of Harrods. And uh, he, he was struggling to get um, 
uh, planning permission for this. Uh, and so anytime any media came in, he'd always take them upstairs to show him the plans in the hope that uh, someone would actually do a story that would support his uh, opinion that he could have his own mausoleum on, on, on the roof of Harrods. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. interesting. Wow. Yeah. I looked it up, by the way. It's... Uh, Harrods is currently owned by the state of Qatar via its sovereign wealth fund, Qatar Investment wow. Authority. Whoa. Okay. I think branch is all over the place now. Just about every airport you go into has got a Harrods now, uh, certainly in London, uh, which I feel in a way is slightly divided. I mean, there's just something special. If you're going to Harrods, everywhere, everyone knows where you're going. Right. Uh, it's not just a, you know like going to Walmart. You know which Walmart? <laughs> you know, there's thousands of them. You're going to Harrods. You are going to Knightsbridge. You are going to the one of the greatest department stores in the world, and probably one of the most famous department stores in the world. So <laughs> now that it's you know, it, I feel it's divided by having these you know airport pop-up shops and so on with. The Harrods labels. There's something very special, and the the history behind Harrods is very very special. And, and if, if memory serves me correctly, they still have horse drawn carriages to deliver some of the food. Um, that 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 I, I'm, you know, I, I don't think I'm wrong in that. That I, I you know that uh, they still have their own um, carriage team. Um, They've got a couple of those, and they, they've also got Rolls Royce delivery vans. Have they? Have yeah. Do we that. know anyone at Harris we could bring on an interview? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. But they, they would have to go through the PR system, like, you know. Yeah, it, that's it's, true. You know, it's like uh, you know, they're they're, uh, they're nightmares. I, I um, one of my best friends at one time uh, was uh, a designer in Harrods, uh, or her some of her um, uh, haute couture was was, uh, was sold in Harrods as well. Um, but, um, you know, uh, it, it is that the, it's like any of these big corporates. Um, uh, it's something we were discussing uh, recently with Al Sini as well, that, um, you know, sometimes these big corporates, they take so long to get through to the different departments, through, through the PR system. You know, you could be waiting six months for an answer. Crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, and by the way, Ian, I just want to thank you. We're featuring one of your friends from the fashion industry here on Fashion, Travel, and Fitness, Maria, on Friday. Excellent. Well, she's such a, a lovely person, and she really deserves. Uh, Helena met her recently as well. Um, and she's such a lovely person, and she so deserves it. And, and I think, um, you know, she took a lot of risk coming to Britain uh, from Eastern Europe to actually set her designs and uh, the, the, the interesting thing from Simon's point of view is that all her designs actually have Scottish tweed. And, and, that, and that's what she designs with. And so she, she works with uh, uh, queed, tw queed, tweed manufacturers. <laughs> so it's, it's the time of night. You know, I haven't got my... You know, put my <laughs> the pigeons are coming. He's the pigeons are coming. <laughs> I think he's not telling you. Every time he goes out of shot, there's another... There's, there's many white folks just knocking on the door now. <laughs> that time of day, you know. But um, so, so, so she is working uh, with the tweed manufacturers in Scotland as well. And that's, that's the sort of the basis of a lot of her clothes. 
I, I presume that's Harris Tweed we're talking about then. I would imagine so, yes. Yeah, uh, Harris Tweed. So. The most amazing product, uh, the Harris Tweed, made on the uh, on the Isle of Harris in the, the Outer Hebrides. Um, Harris is a, it's a beautiful island. Uh, <coughs> majestic mountains and, uh, you know, the, the, the sea lochs and so on. Absolutely spectacular place. The wildlife is amazing. And it, it's quite small, but the, uh, the Harris Tweed, I mean, you see it everywhere in the world now. And it, it's all produced in these little croft houses. Uh, and the croft houses, I mean, they're, they're, they're very small. Uh, and it's all done by hand on the loom. And most of the looms, they have been passed down through generations. So it's a very, very much a real cottage industry. Um, but they formed a cooperative of old producers and uh, you know, form, you know, got the, the Harris Tweed label, which has got the orb uh, as it, as its logo, and uh, it, it's ex an extraordinary material. And it's, uh, I mean, it's just about bomb-proof, and uh, it's quite hefty. Uh, and it is actually a good Harris Tweed is really waterproof as well, and it's so versatile. Products that are being made using using Harris Tweed now are just absolutely mind blowing. I mean, not just jackets and uh, trousers and suits and skirts and what have you, but it's gone into all sorts of different things like uh, you know, like, like like handbags and purses and you name it. They've got the lot made with Harris Tweed now. Amazing, amazing product with an extraordinary history behind it. Simon, we're going to have to have you on fashion, travel, and fitness there. That's a definite. <laughs> That's a definite. Uh, and just to let people know, we'll be interviewing Maria Rusova. I hope I said her name right. And Moda de la Maria. She's going to be joining us from her shop, from her studio. And uh, it looks like we're going to have a regular segment with her. So thank you, Ian. Thank Not you, Ian. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. Well, my friends, that's another wrap. And of course, as always, I'm starving after this show. I'm thinking, what can I <laughs> just, what can I eat? What can I drink? So thank you for that. Uh, let's go around with some final encouraging words for today's show, starting with Diane. Oh, my goodness. It was great to see everybody. It was so much fun to be back with the team. The whole team was here. Encouraging words. Always um Remember, I always like to say, remember to embrace imagination and keep love in your heart. And kindness goes a long way, along with a smile. Oh, so beautiful, Diane. Thank you. Welcome. And over to beautiful Helen Ashard. I'm just going to keep it simple. Um, and I think uh, basically everybody be aware and be careful. Um, there are lots of uh, quite... Um, uh, what, uh, there's lots of flu viruses and things that are flying around at the moment and um, I have still got one and they are really quite uh, strong in the sense that everyone really needs to, to look after their, their well-being um, and keep well, eat well, keep themselves safe and you know even if you're out and about do consider wearing your mask still. Um, I really really it's something that I am doing again. Um, yeah keep well everyone. Thank you, Helen. I feel better. And Thank over you. to the king of tweed, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm wearing it. There we are. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, St. Andrew's night, so I'm going to really annoy Ian now because I'm going to go through and sit down to my plate of 
smokes Scottish salmon, uh, dare I say, and uh, then haggis as well. Good traditional Scottish Scottish meal and a good single malt whiskey as well, just to wash it all down with. It's been lovely being the show again this week. Roy, I enjoyed every second of it. I only just made it today because uh, I had a, a, a meeting uh, with the fisheries minister in, in, uh, in Parliament, in Westminster, uh, in London, but online today. And I was really, really pushing my time to try and get to get everything finished up in time to do the show. I'm glad I made it so the team was complete today. It's lovely to see everybody. Thank you. Thank you, and we're glad that you made it. And over to the man who talks to the birds, but that's going to be changing. He's going to be talking to a cat next. You're, you're making me sound like the, the prisoner of Alcatraz, aren't you? The, 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 I, I, I think, um, I mean, taking on board um, what Simon was just saying, and, and I've really taken on board uh, that uh, one of the biggest problems that we're facing this week in politics is uh, having more wind farms on land. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's a lot of um, uh, uh, conservative MPs, the government MPs, trying to stop this at the moment because they, they don't want um, uh, wind farms in their backyards. Uh, but then I remember exactly what Simon was saying as well about the effects it's having on sea fishing at the same time. And nobody seems to bring that up at the moment, but um, we're actually could be destroying our fishing industry because of putting wind farms out to sea. So just, just that's just a sort of a current point. But as always, it's always a great pleasure uh, to be on this show. Um, and I think, uh, you know, uh, the next uh, few weeks, it's coming up to Christmas. So I, I think uh, every week we have to have Christmas cheer on this program. And I don't mean drink, Simon. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just, it was worth just, a try. <laughs> some, some happy faces, some happy stories. I love that. Now, yeah. On that note, I'm going to be arranging a Christmas choir with all of us. <laughs> somebody can do the bell, somebody can do the little triangle. <laughs> Cat's chorus. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate the sharing and the caring, the education, the hope and the inspiration. Another great episode. And thanks to all of you out there who are watching or listening. We truly appreciate you. We're signing off for now. Our next show is The Earth Show with Roland Friedel. So please do join us for that. We'll see you next week, everyone. Thank you so much. Take care. Stay healthy. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.